welcome to another week's episode of Soper's Chat. I'm your host, Christy. Uh, my apologies for the lateness of this episode. We are empty nesters now. Uh, so that was a lot of effort in there. Um, but moving right along, uh, we're not going to do the fragrance oil of the week. I apologize, but um, there's just too many good ones and I need to stop buying <laughs> fragrance oils after seeing all those good fragrance oils out there. Yeah, so that's like, oh no. <laughs> and yeah, um, I just recently placed an order with Bitter Creek and shipping was a little little high, but I'm like, oh, they have a, it's a, a gothic absinthe and it's pretty appropriate for the uh, Halloween season, but oh my goodness, it smells fantastic. It doesn't have that licorice type smell that absinthe normally has. It's just, oh, it's amazing. I just think of bright green bright neon green when I smell that so if you have the opportunity to place an order with Bitter Creek go for the gothic absinthe just get yourself a little one ounce container of it that way you can smell the goodness I made wax melts the last time with a one ounce bottle I had I'm like oh, I bought this a year ago why did I wait so long this is awesome yeah so that's was a lot of fun anywho moving right along so I've recently was very fortunate to uh, acquire some goat's milk. Yes, goat's milk. Yay! I was so happy. I, I'm like, if I'm going to try goat's milk soap again, I'm not going to use the powder this time. I want to go for the, you know, the straight to the, to the, to the source, the actual milk. So I had seen a, a co-op type place that's kind of like an old farm stand kind of thing on Facebook. And I reached out to him. I said, do you have goat's milk? And they said, no, but we know somebody that does. So they got me in contact with the person that has the goat milk. And I was able to acquire uh, about three gallon size bags full of goat's milk. Yes. So I've been playing with it. And of course, you start out with the, I have nowhere to start. I don't know what to do. I don't want to scald my goat's milk. Because um, some people use the ice method where they'll put their goat's milk into uh, ice trays, ice cube trays, and then mix, slowly mix in the lye so that they don't scald the goat's milk. Um, otherwise it turns like orange. It's not necessarily bad, but it smells funny after, but the smell goes away after a while. So it's not wholly bad, but if you don't want an orange soap, there you go. So you can bring it up to the temperature slowly by adding uh, Missouri River Soaps did uh, has done a couple of videos where she uses the the ice method to kind of bring it up to uh, temperature so and keep the the lie temperature down which is nice uh, but I preferred the 50 50 split and what that is is I took half of the water and replaced it with with the uh, goat's milk now I didn't add it straight away what I did was I took the uh, the other half of the water mixed my lye into it, put it into my hard oils because I like to do heat transfer transfer method. I might add that with it getting so cold, that was very difficult. Uh, yeah, because it was colder in my room and I was like, I got to go take this down and microwave it. So that was a, that was a challenge. Moving right along. Um, so I did the 50-50 split. Um, luckily, the second batch I did, it was a little bit more it was a bigger batch, a little bit more fluidity. I started with a one pound batch and that's, that was my issue there. Um, but the second batch, a lot bigger, 
I was able to successfully navigate creating the goat's milk soap. So I added the lye and the water to the hard oils and melted those down and then added my regular uh, the, the, the liquid oils to it and then poured in the goat's milk. And that was beautiful. I was so excited and I decided to go the route of using uh, essential oils with it. So my first one was lemongrass and ooh, that smells nice. Um, and the second one was a blend. It was spearmint, lavender, and rosemary. And wow, that is an awesome combination. Let me tell you, if you go to eocalc.net, I think it's .net, they have some wonderful combinations on there. And that one is very invigorating. So I was kind of excited about doing that. But circling back, because making a long story longer, uh, I found an article on the sage and <clears throat> the article was from Sandy and she had several of them uh, where she had experimented with almond milk, goat's milk, uh, regular milk. So she did a bunch of them and it was kind of neat to see her progress with them. But the one that, and I'll include the, the link to the one that I was looking at with the goat's milk soap doing the half and half method. So I wanted to make sure before I started down that that uh, that avenue that I didn't destroy the soap and make the whole room smell and get yelled at because I was messing with stuff without knowing what I was doing because I've done that before. And yes, I've gotten yelled at before. It's wonderful. Not. Uh, but the article is really great. She goes step by step through every process. So, and the nice thing is pictures. I love pictures, but I also like the steps. It was very clearly organized to explain, okay, this is how I did it. And so she starts out with, you know, her hard oils and her, um, soft oils. It looks like she put them all together and then she melted them all down, which is good because it helps you in the overall process. Because one thing I noticed with the goat's milk is once it incorporates into the rest of the mixture, you got a timetable there at that point. You got to work. So I understand why some people do not color their goat's milk because it's going to move. And so I managed to get it into the mold. And wow, that was the fastest I ever seen something go through gel phase. It was fantastic. But I will include a link so you can read that article. Very well put together there. And who knows, maybe I'll try the almond one. I, I drink almond milk. I don't drink regular milk, so it'd be interesting to kind of play with that. But I thought that would be a good uh, discussion because I know some people are like iffy about using goat's milk. They're worried about the possible. I've heard people talk about, you know what, somebody's complained about the smell. I'm like, the only time I've ever seen a problem with goat's milk and smell is if it's put, a goat's milk soap is put next to a soap that has a very pungent fragrance um, it may absorb that fragrance um, and with me I like to do Halloween fragrances and some of them are a little yeah they they're a little pungent and by pungent I mean some people are like oh it smells like the goat's milk went rancid no no it didn't it's it's the other soap yeah so that was the only time I ever had to replace a soap is because 
a Halloween fragrance absorbed into the goat's milk. And I was, that's why it's taken me so long to get back to goat's milk soap is because I was worried that the goat's milk, something happened with it, and it wasn't. It was that fragrance got absorbed into the goat's milk. So let that be a lesson to you. Do not mix strong fragrances in with your goat's milk soap bars. If you have like a plain goat's milk soap bar that's unscented, there's a possibility it may absorb fragrances and odors from other places that don't need to be there. Yeah. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was a new technique that I had seen recently where somebody had uh, demonstrated it with um, resin pour, um, where they mixed their colors together. And what this was, was it's been kind of dubbed the double container or multiple container pour. And the reason I say multiple container pour is if you've subscribed to Vicki Frost on YouTube, and I'll include a link to her, to the video I'm referencing in the comments, um, she's demonstrated it with soap kind of right off the gate. So as soon as the video came out about the acrylic pour, somebody posted it to one of the soapers groups, and then she jumped on it, which was fantastic. Now, she's an artist soap maker. She doesn't sell her soaps. She actually makes them as art and then she'll, you know, display them for people to see, which is fantastic. I thought that was very interesting. But more interesting is the fact that she demonstrated the multi-container pour in the video, which is fantastic. So what she did, and this is kind of good that if you go to like Walmart, for example, they usually have the multi-cups. They have the four cup, and then there's the uh, two cup, I think it is. And then there's a little small cup that's inside it. I think it's like five bucks, depending on where you are. But the nice thing about it is, if you play your cards right with that, you could use that, all three of them technically, uh, with the multi-container pour. So that's the interesting thing about it. So what it does is it gives you uh, a different look, almost kind of like an in-the-pot swirl, only you're swirling it as you're pouring it into your mold, which is fantastic. Now, the kicker, though, is you have to have that fluidity of the soap. So you're either going to have to not fragrance it, uh, so soap at a lower temperature, maybe between 80 and 100 degrees, so that you maintain that fluidity. Uh, or if you know a fragrance that behaves really well, like black raspberry vanilla. Um, there's a couple of others out there, but it, and that's the great thing about reviews. Review every fragrance. Um, even one that potentially slows down trace would be beneficial there. So that way you have that time where you can go through and do the multi-container pour. So again, I'll include a link where you can see her demonstrate that technique. It's fascinating. Next up is the Soap Challenge Club uh, challenge that's coming up, uh, and they uh, start October 28th. It is the Soap Curl Design, so it's a beginner to an intermediate. This is the November challenge. Uh, I'll include a link where you can go to it if you're interested in taking advantage. Uh, and putting in your design because there's some really great prizes that are being offered by Custom Craft Tools. Uh, the first prize, grand prize, $100 gift certificate. You can do a lot of damage with that. Second place, $75 gift certificate. Third place, $50 gift certificate. And sponsor's choice is $100 gift certificate. So that's pretty awesome. 
Now, registration is going to start October 28th, so this is kind of geary up for it. Uh, and it's going to run through November 4th. Then the submissions open. Uh, so that's registration. Submissions opens November 4th through the 17th. Voting is from the 18th to the 22nd. And winners will be announced on the 23rd. And then in December, they have the black tie affair. So that's a anywhere from beginner to advanced. Um, so you basically will create soaps that are just black and white with an accent color. Uh, ooh, I kind of did that with my bite me because I do black, white, and red. Hmm, might have to try this myself. Anywho, uh, this is um, going to be sponsored by Majestic Mountain Sage, who are awesome, and I referenced their their goat milk soap thing because Andy's just awesome. I met her at the old Sage Apothecaries. I know I beat that one like a dead horse, don't I? Um, anywho, she's really nice. Um, so they're sponsoring it and the prizes, grand prize is $50 gift certificate. Second place is $35 gift certificate. Third place is $25 gift certificate and sponsor's choice is a $20 gift certificate. Um, so I will kind of mention more about the registration and the deadlines in a later episode so that way you don't see a squirrel and forget about it and you move on to January and you're like, no, oh, I forgot. Yeah, so just focus on the November challenge because it looks actually really easy because it's a soap curl design. You can use a variety of technique techniques for um, doing the design, which is pretty cool. Um, and the picture that they have is even nice too. Uh, I don't think I could do that well with it though. Um, but the fact that you have such awesome prizes that are available, it's very cool. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is trying to minimize your footprint for waste when soaping. Uh, the more I soap, the more I realize I don't want to fill up my garbage can every single time with tons of paper towels and freezer paper and bottles and plastic bags. So I'm trying to mitigate my footprint and ways that I've found that I can do that are with uh, using a washcloth instead of paper towels every time. Cause the nice thing about it is if you're wiping up soap, when it's saponifies, you can wash it out. There you go. Uh, you can also throw it in the washing machine. Hey, you got soap. Uh, depends on the soap type though. Uh, just let the laundry soap do its work unless you're making laundry soap and then mission accomplished. Uh, the next thing I also looked at was the freezer paper because a lot of people line their wood molds with the freezer paper. So I found laminated cotton and it's basically cotton that has a, uh, a vinyl cover plastic uh, that's heat attached to the cotton. The nice thing about it is I can wash it out uh, with uh, mildly hot. You don't want to use too, too hot a water. Don't put it in the, the uh, washing machine because it could delaminate. And then it's just kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, you got to get another one. Um, and the nice thing, though, is you wash it out because soap, and then you can dry it. Um, what I'll usually do is dry it on a towel. Uh, and I, I usually put them, I hang them up so that they can lay flat so that I don't have to worry about them crinkling up. Uh, then I don't have to iron them, which I, I don't know if ironing would be a good thing with those. So that's one reason why I don't do it. But I've gotten a lot of uses out of them. So that's the nice thing about it. Uh, and I got, a, I got a yard of the fabric on, on uh, Etsy. 
So, and the nice thing about it is you can find, you can use any type of cotton material. Um, and then they have uh, the heat and bond. Uh, I'd have to get the uh, link for it. I'll include the link so that in case anybody gets a wild hair and wants to try it out, they can. Um, but the nice thing about it is you can cut these to the size of your mold and reuse them over and over and over again until you just wear them out. And then you can choose to use them as, you know, something else in your soaping room or studio or area or kitchen uh, spot. Maybe not for cooking, though. Um, but the nice thing about it is you can reuse those without basically contributing to waste as a... Uh, a freezer paper situation normally would. The next thing I also looked at just recently was the fact that I was using vinyl gloves. Now I try to use the vinyl gloves as much as possible until they get holes in them and I can't use them anymore and then I have to chuck them and that was driving me crazy. So I found biodegradable gloves. Not They're not latex because I have an allergy to latex. Um, but they're biodegradable. Well, they might have latex on them. I don't know. Um, I have to look at them. They're upstairs. <laughs> um, but the, and I'll include a link for those too because I found them on Amazon. I did some price comparing because, uh, yeah, I have a cheap jean and sometimes it has a stroke when I see prices for shipping. But the nice thing about it is I know that these gloves are compost, compostable, compostable, compostable. Um, and the nice thing about it is if I do chuck them in there, they will biodegrade. So they're not going to sit in a landfill for a million years, just kind of park there and the user like got three uses out of them if I'm lucky and chucked them. I don't like that. Uh, so yeah, I, I felt so much better finding these gloves. I can't wait to give them a try. I haven't broken them into them yet. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm trying to use up all my vinyl ones before I break into those. Uh, I may keep one or two packs, uh, pairs of the vinyl just in case I don't like these, but my hope is I like them. Uh, otherwise I'll have to find another biodegradable because I don't want to have single-use plastics in in my soaping studio if I can help it um, or at least not a lot of them and I want to try to kind of get to zero waste uh, even with wrapping my my uh, bars of soap and my bath bombs uh, I found biofilm through uh, National Shrink Wrap and the nice thing about it is that's also compostable compostable I always get that mixed up compostable compost you can compost it there we go so you can compost it without worrying about, okay, am I contributing it to a landfill? No, because it's going to compost. Um, as far as I understand, even if you throw those into a landfill, they're still going to break down, which is fantastic. Um, so I, I'm feeling a little bit better about that. I'm still trying to find containers for like body butters and lotions and things. Like I know I've seen a couple of places in China that sell... Uh, the biodegradable plastics uh, for cosmetic containers and I'm still looking for something a little bit closer to home uh, especially with uh, how expensive shipping is going to start getting pretty soon um, as well as the price of things coming overseas is starting to go up so I'm still looking for that I'm hoping to report back if I find something like that because I know I'm not the only one out there that's trying to focus on their footprint but I do hope that that helps if you're interested in finding biodegradable um, gloves. Um, that's one way. And of course, I, when I cover my hair, I don't use those um, single-use hair nets or hair covers. I got my hat. 
So a hat I made on. Now there's other places that you can buy hats as well. You can use a baseball cap. I mean, that's the big thing is you want to cover your hair, but you don't want to have something where you're taking it off and having to throw it away. So that's something I was very focused on. Uh, if you have other ways that you're contributing to a zero waste situation, go over to the Soper's Chat Facebook group. I'll include a link in the comments below or on the right, wherever they might be on the page and uh, post about it because I'm interested in finding out more about other ways to, you know, s contribute to a zero waste for the environment as well. Um, I don't necessarily want to say save the environment because um, the environment's going to take care of itself once, you know, once we've moved on. Um, it may take some time, but I want to be able to leave something for future generations where they're not having to clean up my mess. That's pretty much where I'm at there. So that's all I have for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to try to get more uh, content out there. Uh, there'll probably be shorter um, shorter podcasts uh, every once in a while, just so you know I'm still alive and, and I, I didn't go out on a three-hour tour. So I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend, and bye for now.